Welcome, everyone. My name is Mary Slocum. Do you feel moved to support the podcast? I hope you do, and I hope you will, by becoming a member at patreon.com forward slash your mindful life. That's patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash your mindful life, all one word. As a member, you not only support the show, but also receive member-only content created especially for you. So, I hope you become a member today. And also, I'd like to announce a new online mindfulness meditation class starting October 12th. If you're wanting to practice mindfulness meditation with others or you're wanting to deepen or evolve your practice, join this new 10-class series, which begins on October 12th. For details and to sign up, go to my website, www.yourmindfulpractice.com. That's yourmindfulpractice, all one word, com and click on book a class. Your Mindful Life Podcast. And now for today's show. Are you trusting? If not, what gets in the way? And how can we still trust even when everything falls apart? Trust. Trust is a big deal. Every day we rely on a web of trust to get things done. And we trust all kinds of strangers to do the right thing. From the farm worker who picks our vegetables to the doctor who gives us a prescription. We trust the people with whom we have relationships. Trust is fundamental to community. It's also fragile. Our trust is sometimes broken. The contaminated head of lettuce that gives us norovirus. The doctor who prescribes opioids for pain that we then become addicted to. Our social media connections that tell us that vaccines are bad so we don't get one and end up in the hospital. Or our social media connections that tell us that our government is a conspiracy trying to annihilate us, causing us to spin out of control emotionally. The boss who tells us we're in line for promotion and lays us off the next week. The bank that tells us the home loan is a good deal, that interest rates will remain low, and then when rates rise, we lose our home. We are trusting. We want to trust. Sometimes we can be too trusting, and at other times, not trusting enough. With everyday trust, or what we might call transactional trust, We rely on someone or something for a future action. With this kind of trust, we depend on the character, ability, strength, or truth of someone or something to do no harm and to follow through with their promises. 
Future is a key word here. Future action. Who knows the future? We know we don't control anything, much less the future, and yet we can be persuaded to put our trust in some future action by someone whom we may not know well or whom we think we know but actually don't. We trust that the future will turn out the way we expect it to. We trust in the exchanges of life. We trust in the safety and goodness of the food chain, the medicines we take, the buildings we live in, the bridges and highways we travel on, the institutions that serve us, the banks, hospitals, schools, churches, and even high tech. We trust the construction company that builds our home until the pipes burst or the walls fall down. We trust that our roads are safe until a bridge collapses. We trust the banker to be fair and honest about the terms of the mortgage. We trust that the vegetables and fruits we buy at the supermarket are fresh, nourishing, and disease-free. We trust that the other driver is not going to run that red light and run into us. We trust that the bus driver or the airline pilot will safely get us to our destination. We trust institutions to provide equal, honest, and fair services. The other day, I received a bill from my dentist. It had an extra charge for a dentist exam. My dentist had taken a quick look at a single tooth at the request of the hygienist and told me, she would not charge for it. She said, I'll do a general exam next time. When I called the office, the billing manager insisted that I had had a general exam. I explained that, no, not this time, and I asked her, please check the dentist's notes. I remained calm and clear. I could tell that the billing manager realized her mistake when she said, well, why don't you prepay the future exam? And I said, no thanks, I'll pay when the service is rendered. And then she complained, but I've already closed the books for last month. I told her that I was sorry for the inconvenience that this would cause her and added that I could pay the bill minus the general exam amount at that very moment, and she accepted. The thread of trust was almost broken, and then it wasn't. This kind of transactional, everyday trust is community building. Trust allows us to rely on one another, even strangers and institutions, to provide the things and relationships we need for our everyday lives. This kind of trust is not perfect, but it's good enough to see us through the day without significant harm. It is performance-based, involves an agreed-upon exchange, and is measured by outcome. The same kind of trust is also active in our personal relationships. We might call this relational trust. We trust that our partner and our friends will act in accordance to the values they espouse. We trust that if we act respectfully, they will too. 
We trust others with our secrets, and they trust us with theirs. We trust our friends will do as they say. We trust ourselves to act according to our values. We trust that if we make a mistake or someone else does, that we or they will make it right. We trust that people in positions of power will not abuse us, assault us, or deceive us. And so we allow them to have access to us in the surgery, in the confessional, in the office, and on the sports field. This trust is based on mutuality. I take care of you, and you take care of me, and involves acting according to common agreement. We cannot live without this kind of trust. This comes from the members in the community. It requires intention and discipline and connects us in a web of community sharing. It requires honesty, generosity, gratitude, compassion, and forgiveness. And still, distrust abounds. For example, recently I was reading about the history of civil strife in South Sudan, and it struck me how each group did not trust the other. Without that thin and fragile web of trust, the two groups fighting had no common ground on which to resolve their issues. Each group believed that the other would annihilate it. And so the adversity continues with localized and ethno-political violence. What binds these groups in conflict is fear and lack of trust. When we feel afraid, trust is difficult. When we feel terrorized, trust is impossible. Without mindfulness of their inner states, without generosity and compassion, and without honesty and forgiveness, there is no ground on which to build trust, and so the conflict continues, bringing suffering to all. This same scenario is being played out in one way or another all over the world. We are not trusting the people we elect to serve us. We're not trusting our institutions. We're not trusting ourselves to dig for the truth. Rather, we're all too willing to accept without investigation what we read and hear on social media, on the internet, in the coffee shop, or at the bar. And it pulls us further and further away from the truth and more and more into fear and victimization. There's another kind of trust, too, that's necessary if we are to right this lack of everyday trust. It's an inner trust that when we live mindfully moment to moment with the intention to act in each moment according to our values, even in difficult, confusing, and challenging moments, that life will unfold in the most harmonious way possible. 
This kind of trust does not depend on a transaction. If I do this, you'll do that. It isn't based on the future performance of anyone. It's based on trusting life's unfolding in this moment and in the next. When we ask what's happening now, we are trusting that whatever is happening right now is connected to the spiritual meaning of life, that ground of being that is more than we are and yet holds us all. It tells us that external events and conditions will always be changing. Sometimes we'll get what we want and we'll be happy, and sometimes we won't get what we want, and life will be hard, unfair, and scary. And even if we get what we want one day, the next day it may be gone. Or after a while, it won't bring satisfaction or enjoyment because something else has changed in our life. To be sure, things will fall apart at one time or another, and yet the ground of being will hold us no matter what, and we can trust that. This kind of trust tells us that even though we may want things or are afraid that underneath it all, we are being held in communion in the great web of life. The kind of trust that holds our outward life together can disappear in a split second. The auto mechanic can overcharge us. The lettuce may be contaminated with norovirus because someone who handles it forgot to wash their hands. The bank can foreclose our loan. Our partner can cheat on us, have an affair, drain the joint bank account, or disappear with our belongings. And yet, we can remain harmonious inside, aware and present, even while, at the same time, we feel intimidated, used, or let down. It might feel that this inner steadiness is not possible, and yet, it is always available. Remember the practice of feeling tone? How we tune into the feeling tone of experience? The sound of a kind word being spoken? Ah, pleasant. The feeling of stepping on broken glass? Unpleasant. And we'll remember that we can be with what is pleasant or unpleasant. It's just passing through. We can observe the thoughts surrounding it as well as the bodily sensations and the emotions accompanying it. We can let go, allow it without clinging to it or running away from it because our ballast of trust is steady and grounded. And then we can step out of the content We can step out of feeling tone, thoughts, sensations, and emotions and shift into spacious awareness that is our ground of being. This awareness that holds us in safety without our needing to put up defenses, that loves without needing an object or person to love, and that knows without needing thoughts. 
we can shift into presence in this spacious, awake awareness where we receive the nourishment and the energy to go forward. We can trust that this awareness is always with us. Even though we may not be aware, it's here. Our doing lives get messy. Our trust can be tested and broken. And all the while, our beingness, our presence and spacious awake awareness can be here and carry us through even when we feel we have nowhere to turn as we stand in a life strewn with broken promises, unkept secrets, deceit, and a plethora of social media and internet predators and faceless corporations and institutions that hold sway over us. How we are in our beingness, especially when trust is broken, is what matters. When we are mindful of the unpleasantness of the situation and remain clear about our values, and in that moment come into presence and spacious awareness, our inner trust will carry us through the storm. When we're out on the ocean and a squall suddenly hits with wind-whipped waves crashing all around us on the surface, down underneath, the ocean is calm. The way out is to go deeper, down to the essence of the meaning of our human life, and rest in spacious awareness. Now, the outcome may be that our boat is sunk, but our indomitable spirit carries us through, giving us the strength to float on the boat's debris or swim to shore. We can care more, and we can be more vulnerable. We can meet difficulty directly. It's not the outcome that matters. It's how we move through life mindfully present and aware, moment to moment, not entangled in experience, and not pushing it away either. Knowing that to heal and resource ourselves, we can simply step out of the content of life and into the context, that spacious, awake awareness that holds everything. And this is what matters. Inner trust trusts the core goodness of others and accepts its transactional trust will be broken from time to time. Whatever happens in the future, right now, we accept unconditional trust in our goodness and in the ground of being that is more than us and holds us all. I hope you enjoyed the show today, and as always, I'm grateful to you, my audience, and I'm also grateful for the people behind the scenes who make this podcast possible, all of you who are members of the podcast, Ali Allen for logo and podcast cover design, Gorgias Romero for original music, audio engineering, and production. Bill Rafferty for technical web support, and Margaret Haas for announcing the show. Be well, be mindful.